Grace and peace, brothers and sisters in Christ. Beautiful singing this morning to our Lord and Savior and our God and Father who's in heaven. May he always be honored, glorified in all that we do and all that we say and all that we want to do as a church body. It was a great weekend we had with the youth retreat. Uh, we we're all happy to see that Tim and Kenya were able to survive the weekend and are here with us this morning also. And also Michael and Tachi, who are here with us from Brazil, uh, thanking them for the opportunity to be here. And also, you know, Mike and preached this past Sunday evening. Uh, and I heard that some of the comments that were made afterwards is, Mike, can you speak more English than Mark does when he's in the pulpit? So I'll try to speak more English today also as well, okay? But you know, the theme of the retreat was a common love, a common love for each other, a common gift to the Savior, a common bond holding us to the Lord, a common strength when we're weary, a common, all of those different things that we have in common. And we just not, got finished singing the song, it's a beautiful song, God is Love. And I can feel and see everybody singing that with their heart and soul, mind and strength as we think of our great and awesome God. And I just wanted us to think about that love of God that we've been called to as a people. Man, God loves us so much. And some, this past Wednesday night, we started talking about love a little bit more deeper in the class, talking about how can I love the way that God loves me? How can I understand this great love that God has given us in Jesus Christ for me to be able to love other people as well? So thinking about those things, praying about those things, we want to look and see what God says and talks about love this morning. Who he is, what he's called us to, what kind of love is he talking about, how is he the source of love, what's the reason of love, and how can love, God's love be made complete in us this morning. I want us to open your Bibles with me in 1 John chapter 4. That's where we're going to be at this morning. We're going to stay there in those verses there. But I want us to think, God, I want to understand your love. God, I want to love as you love me. Lord, I want to love others as you have loved us. Man, this morning, as we talked about in Bible class, talking about the Lord's Prayer, how much we see, he says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lord God, help me to forgive others so that I may be forgiven. And Lord God, let me already have a heart ready to forgive even before I go to you in prayer, that I may be free, that I may be able to love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love my neighbor as yourself. In 1 John chapter 4, he starts talking about this love. And he says in chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, that we're called to love one another. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not go to God, because God is love. The first thing that we see, and see that God is calling us to in these verses here, he says, love, let us love one another. We have been called to love one another. It's kind of strange and kind of interesting that in the book of 1 John, he talks about love so many times. And he's going to talk about the love between brothers and sisters. And he says, we can't hate each other. We are called to love one another. He said, dear children, in chapter 2, chapter 3. And now in chapter 4, he says, dear friends, on a friend level, I love you. I love you unconditionally, and I love you as a friend. And these are the counsels I want to give you. To be able to love like God loves you. And the first thing that we've been called to do is to love one another. Why should we call and why should we love one another? Because when we love one another, we can face anything as a church family together. We can face anything wherever we are when we understand that because of God's great love for us, we are called to love one another. We are overcomers. We're winners. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Look what it says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 through 5, talking about how this love is and how we've been called to love. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. 
In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe? Do we believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do we believe that God's love is so strong for us that he sent his one and only Son, that we may have life eternal through his Son, Jesus Christ? Do we believe, as we see here in these commands, that we are called to love, that it's a victory that we have, that we can overcome the world? The world's in turmoil, right? The world like, hates, wants to hate each other when something goes happens bad to one another. We want to get revenge. We want malice. We want rage. We want anger. But God says, no, I want love. I want mercy. I want grace. I want justice. And he's saying that we can overcome the thoughts of this world when we love God. And he says here, loving God is what? Obeying his commands. Now, you know what? A lot of times when we hear about that, we think, oh, man, I don't like to obey anything. But what's he say here? Loving God is obeying his commands. And his commands are what? Burdensome? No. Not burdensome. You know what's so great about that? Is when I start to understand that God's commands are not there to throw me down to say how bad I am. But God's commands are there to, there to lift me up, to edify me, to lift me up to be more like God, to be like he is. To call on his name each and every day and each and every moment. To be like God and to know that, above all, that I can be like him through his son Jesus when I show the love of God to others. And when we talk about that love that we have for others, I don't know, is this here working? Okay, I'll stay here behind the pulpit then. That's hard for me to do, but I'll try to do it, okay? But I want us to think about this this morning. Talking about that love, his commands are not burdensome. And how are they not burdensome? Because each and every one of them is to help us to grow in purity, to grow in holiness, to be more like our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you know what that means? Love, mercy, and even forgiveness. You know, a lot of times we think God says, you, you know, we should forgive our brothers. We should love our neighbor as ourselves. And we think, man, that's a burden. I don't want to forgive that person. But if we, have, we don't forgive, what happens to us? We turn sour. You know, just like those sour beans and stuff that they have going on in these things that people have today. We turn sour. I don't want to turn sour. I want sweet. I want something good. And I want God's commands not to be a burden. You know what one of the greatest things is? When we learn that God's command to say forgive one another is not for us to, man, I hate that. But it's to free ourselves so that we can love, just as we talked about this morning in class. To have the f- full relationship with God. I need to love God and I need to love one another. And I need to forgive as he has called us to forgive. Because he says here, above all, talking about this. In fact, this is love for God. To keep his commands. And look what he says there again. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one that believes that Jesus is the son of God. We need to have our basis, our faith in that Jesus is the son of God. That when he was on that cross, he did not lose, but he won. Amen. When he raised from the dead, he was not a loser. He's a winner. When it says in Romans chapter 12, if God has not raised from the dead, that we are supposed to be pitied more than any other. But then he says, Christ indeed has raised from the dead. And that is our hope and that is our glory. And that is the reason that we live. Our Jesus, when he was on the cross, he taught us what it means to love God to the end. 
And he says when he's on the cross, God, call down those angels on them. God, strike them. No, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Man, that's our Savior. That's our King. That's our Lord. And he's saying and he's calling us to love as God has loved us. Now, what kind of love is this? The next verse, okay, what kind of love is this? What kind of love is it that God has for us? Look what it says in chapter 4, verse 9. This is how God showed us his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Amen. Look what he says. This is how God showed his love for us, among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. What kind of love is this? This is a sacrificial love. A love that understands what God has done for us so that we may be forgiven, so that we may be able to love others. Look what he says in chapter 4, verses 13 through 16, talking about this love, this sacrificial love. This is love. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to, to this, be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God loves in them and they in God. And so we know and we rely on the love of God that God has for us. God is love. What kind of love is this? A sacrificial love. Testify that the Father has sent His Son to the Savior to be the Savior of the world. That's what we testify to. That's what we witness to. That's why we go into the world and preach the gospel to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them all things to obey his commands because they're not burdensome, because they're made from love, made for us to encourage us, made to edify us. And above all, it's on here a sacrificial love that we should have for one another. Lord God, give me a heart that when it's hard, yes, I will do your will. Lord God, when I, have, I may have to give up some of my time, to do your will. Lord God, I may have to give up some of my hobbies because there's other things that you have for me to do. Lord God, give me a sacrificial love in my heart to be willing and ready to serve others in their time of need. When Jesus said, who is your neighbor? And he asked that man, he says, the one who helped. And who's the neighbor is the one that's in need. Lord God, may I be the one that helps the one who's in need. Be it brother and sister in Christ, be it pers any person in this world. Lord God, help me to love my neighbor as myself. As, as myself. Lord God, help me to love as you have loved me. Lord God, help me to learn from your sacrificial love for us. That we might love as you have loved us. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Look what he says there. What kind of love is that? It's a sacrificial love. And the only way that we're going to be able... I got to come back over here. Okay. And the only way that we're going to be able to love one another, okay, is if we rely on the love of God. How am I going to love the most unlovable person that you can think of right now? How am I going to love that person? How am I going to love that person that's done something to me? How am I going to love the way you want to love, Lord? Man, if I rely on myself, I'm not going to be able to love that person. But Lord God, God, you are love. And it says here, Lord, that we know and we rely on the love that you have for us. God, may I rely on your love to love those who, can't be lo who, who seem unlovable. 
God, may I be willing to do your will to each and every person, and may they see Christ in my life each and every day. Lord God, may I be able to rely on your love and show a sacrificial love to the person that's on the street, to the poor, to the needy, to the blind, to whoever it may be, Lord. Lord God, help me to rely on your love. I can't rely on myself. Lord God, if I want to love, may I never forget the love you have for me when you sent your son to die on the cross for my sins, for our sins, each and every one of us, each and every day. There was a comment made in class this past Wednesday. Sometimes we talk about Jesus and we talk about the Jews and the Gentiles and all that and Jesus being put on the cross with him. And then sometimes we forget it was because of our sin also. And it is because of our sin. But God loves us so much that he gave a sacrificial love of his son. And his son, when he's on this cross, imitated the love of the father. And he wants us to imitate that love with other people. So I got the question for each and every one of us. Who is the source of love? As it says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Who is the source of love? Our God. 1 John 4, 16, as we already read, says that God is love. We sang just beforehand, God is love, right? Love endures, love bears, love hopes, love trusts, okay? That's the base part. I can remember that part, okay? God is love, God is love, over and over again. Why? Why do we need to be reminded of it? Because sometimes we can forget, and do we never want to forget the great love that was shown for us on the cross? The source of love, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Do we start to understand that God's love is much larger than our love? Do we start to understand that what real love is not, does not come from us, but it comes from God's love to us? Do we understand that that's what we want? We want to look to God as our source of love. If we want to grow in love, I want to learn from my God who said, I'm going to show you what true love is, a sacrificial love when I give my son that you and I may have the opportunity of eternal life. But not only that, if God's our source to love, then we've got a reason to love. Amen. Man, we've been loved so much. We've been loved so much because of what God has done on the cross. We've been forgiven of so much. We've received such mercy. We've received such much grace. And the reason we love is because God loves us. First John chapter 4, verse 11 says this. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Look what he says again. Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. From the heart. We ought to love one another with everything that's inside of us. We ought to love one another because we want to have relationships with God. We talked this lot weekend about a common love for each other, a common gift to the Savior, a common bond, as I talked earlier. But above all, why does God want us to love as he has loved us? Why does he want us to forgive as he has forgiven us? Because he desires for us to be an example to this world. Look what he says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. We love because he first loved us. The reason we love is because he first loved us. 
Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. A common love that we have for each other. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Wow. God's calling us to something much higher than this world. God's calling us that even when we make mistakes with each other, may we have a forgiving heart. God's calling us that when we've done something that we shouldn't to another brother or sister, that we go and be reconciled to that person. God's love for us is showing the reason for his love is the only reason that we can get it is because we love because God first loved us. Mark, church in Dangerfield, why are we called to love this world? Why are we supposed to be loved? Because we want to show who we are? No. Because we want to show God's love. Amen. We want to show God's love. We want to show God's love. And how are we going to show God's love? That when we go through hard times as a congregation, you know, okay, I'm not going to sing, but we grow in our common love when our hard times and our good times also, okay? But what he says here, I don't want us to think about it when we're thinking about this also. God's love is so great with such a purpose that God is saying when the world looks at us, okay, man, we're not perfect, right? And lots of times when people say, well, I saw such and such and such and such fighting with each other, talking to each other, doing things wrong. But you know what? Sometimes they don't see the other part where they get reconciled, where those who didn't love are able to love again. May we never think that it's impossible to forgive. May we never think that it's impossible that love cannot be restored or reconciled in our brother in relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ. May through the hard times people see how much we love our God and may God's love penetrate to their lives also as well. And never forget that the reason that we love is because God first loved us. We got to remember it's all about God's love for us. Man, I'm unfortunately I'm not good enough in love. Unfortunately, I need to grow in love. I have a God who said, hey, I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you a church family. And Mark, you know what? Sometimes you're going to mess up. And when they forgive you, that's some of my love that I'm giving to you. And Lord, Mark, when you go and talk and resolve something, you're just showing a little bit more of my love as well. Wow. God's love for us. We're called to love one another. We're called to a sacrificial kind of love. The source of love is God. The reason to love is because he first loved us. But is we supposed to do that just to keep it between us? No. What are we supposed to do with this love? We're supposed to take it to the world. Amen. We're supposed to take it to our communities, schools, family, wherever we go, our friends. Look what it says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. Next slide. Love's, let us let God's love be complete in us. 1 John 4, verse 12. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Amen. Man, God's love is made complete in us when we love one another. What does that have to do with taking God's love to the world? When God sees a family united, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father and all, a common goal, a common purpose to go to heaven to love people, to love God, to love others, and to take the world, this message to the world. 
What's he wanting to say to us? How is his love made complete on us when we love one each other, when we love each other? And one thing very important, 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Amen? This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Man, the day of judgment's coming. Jesus is coming. I'm in Christ. Sure of the grace and mercy that I have in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How can I have confidence on that day? Loving as God loved us. In this world, we are like Jesus. Jesus was mocked. Jesus was scorned. Jesus was persecuted. Jesus offered his love. Jesus forgave. Jesus on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Do we look at those that are around us when they're doing something? People who may not have the love of Christ yet and say, God, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. But also, Lord God, help me to be like Jesus for that person. Help me to show your love as you showed your love to us. Lord God, help me to be like Jesus, to act like he did, to love like he did, to forgive like he did, to be different in this world. Lord God, I want to love as you have loved me, Lord. How do we get to a love like that? Understanding how we've been forgiven. Remember when Jesus was at the house and the lady came in and started washing her feet, washing his feet with her tears. The Pharisees were there and saying, look at her. Oh, goodness. If he only knew what kind of woman she was, she wouldn't be here. He wouldn't let her do this. Then Jesus said a parable. said of a guy who had a small debt and a guy who had a large debt. And he said, who loved more? And he said, the one who had the larger debt forgiven. Man, the more that we understand what we've been forgiven, the more we're not going to care about image, the more we're not going to care about who we are, but we're going to care about loving like Jesus. And we're going to want to love him because he's forgiven us much. That woman, when she walked in there, letting everybody think of who she was and who she, what she was and the things that she had done in her life, she didn't care because she understood someone who was going to be willing to love her when nobody else would. You know what? There's a lot of people in this world who don't feel like anybody loves them. And we're called to be like Jesus to say, hey, I love you. I love you because my God loves me. And I want you to have his love also in your life. This morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, we're about to sing a song called, Oh, How I Love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. There is a song, a name I love to hear. I love to sing his praises. Let's sing it to him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. This morning, this morning, if you're not in God's love, well, God, for God so loved the world, he loves all of us, that he gave his one and only son, and he wants you to accept his love. Accept it. Think, well, before I give my life to the Lord, I'm going to get things straight. Well, you're never going to get it straight without the Lord in your life. Give your life to the Lord. Allow his love to permeate you. And maybe those things you're thinking, I need to get straight. You know what? God working on you through his spirit 
living through his spirit will allow you to break down barriers that you thought you couldn't break down yourself when we allow Jesus to break down those barriers. We talked about that this weekend also. You know how in all of those shows of fixer-uppers and all those things, they have a vision. They get in that house and they see, oh, it's an old house and it's all run down. Then that first day they go in there and beat all those walls out, knock all those things out, and then they start rebuilding it. Jesus is just ready to do that. Jesus says, I love you so much, I'm going to knock sin out of your life already. Amen. And then when I knock sin out of your life, I'm going to rebuild you through my spirit and through the church family as we continue to love one another, love him each and every day. Oh, how I love the name of Jesus. Let's sing to the Lord of Lords and King of Kings now. If you want to give your life to the Lord, give your life this morning. For all of those believe in him, he gave the right to be called the children of God. Jesus, when Nicodemus got there, he said, man, you need to be no born of water in the spirit. The opportunity is offered to you this morning to be born of, the, of water and of the spirit this morning. Come as we stand and sing, and if you have any other prayer requests, we'll be ready to pray for you as well.